0: Hey guys, I'm Jacqueline Smith, and this is I Was Told, Jack, the podcast. Let's face it, womanhood, relationships, motherhood, health, it's all messy, confusing, and no one gave us the full disclaimer for any of it. I'm a mom of twin boys, and I don't know what I'm doing, but like you, I'm figuring it out every day, unpacking all of these impossible standards and misconceptions with you. So, thanks for being here. tribe it has been so long and i have missed you and doing this show so very much and i know that i owe you a bit of an explanation and i promise that in due time we will get there but the past 6 months or so have been an absolute and complete roller coaster and i find that you and i get more out of my honesty if i have at least somewhat processed what's been going on to the point of actually making sense and being able to string thoughts together. (laughs) So... The past six months has been a couple of moves, relationship redos, and endings, and things with my boys, and personal losses, and if you follow along on my Instagram, you already know this, but I am currently wildly pregnant with twins, so processing is going to take some real time, and we'll get there and we'll discuss it as soon as I can, but for right now... I don't want to just spot off at the mouth about what's been going on, so we'll wrap that up and save it for later and get into something else today that I think you're going to enjoy. So today I wanted to talk to you about something that we could all laugh and cry about together, whether you have had children or not, and it's my pregnancies and the gumbo pot of interesting symptoms that I've experienced both times. Plus, some of the biggest myths about pregnancy that we have to deal with when we get pregnant and different things that people tell us that make me us feel like we're doing all of this wrong. So if we launch this conversation in all the ways in which I am a giant whale of a weirdo and maybe you felt that way too, there's going to be no turning back. But it's going to be fine, trust me. So let's dig right into it. So the biggest myths that I have encountered about pregnancy... Are the following myth number one most women should gain somewhere between 10 but no more than 25 pounds their entire pregnancy so that's cute um, and it makes sense uh, to be fair there's a range actually depending on whether you're quote-unquote underweight average weight or overweight Y'all know how I feel about BMI and scales and that nonsense and these numbers, but the last thing that we need to be doing is touching a scale while pregnant for several reasons. The first is if you're that person who is struggling to keep food down during your pregnancy, you're probably already upset that you are battling dehydration, headaches, I mean, Trying to not take the meds for nausea, but wanting to take the meds for nausea. Trying even harder to not get carted off to the ER by your well-meaning family and friends when they can't even recall the last time that you ate something or what you ate. And if you're anything like me, getting intimately acquainted with how terrible your partner is at aiming or cleaning up after himself with the porcelain (laughs) throne. No... Just me, I doubt it. Don't lie to me. (laughs) So, as gross as that scenario is, it's not going to be made any better by hopping on a scale once a week to see how much weight that you're gaining or the weight that you're not gaining or even losing, given the circumstances that you're dealing with with extreme morning sickness and nausea. Your body is always going to do its best with what it can and what you're working with. So, your body will prioritize providing nutrients for your baby and that prioritization actually is part of the reason why you feel like crap so you will get creative and you do, will do your best and you will give yourself grace I mean for me the first probably 14 weeks of pregnancy I was sick as a dog like couldn't even handle sitting in my, my living room with my kids sick which if you guys know me in real life or have followed along with me on Instagram for even like five seconds, you'll know that my kids are my favorite human beings. So that means that I felt like death and felt guilty for feeling like death. I was so nauseated, but not vomiting a ton. So there was never really a release. I was just perpetually feeling like I was on some sort of world cruise ship from a third world country for a whole month i got migraines and severe dizziness and yep even ended up in the er adorably that's actually how we found out that i was having multiples again they they pretty much always do sonograms on pregnant women that roll through the er just to make sure that everything is okay so that's a funny story but as you know well by now, my loves, I am a food evangelist. This is not news. I am a crazy person when it comes to nutrition, education, and advocacy. And I've received your messages asking me how on earth I do my paleo on steroids, low inflammation, no foods with seeds, grass-fed pasture-raised, clean eating, yada, yada, yada thing. And is it worth it? And etc. And I entered this pregnancy so excited thinking that I was going to have eight perfect pregnancy because i knew better this time well as they say if you want to hear god laugh tell him your plans because from the get-go some days even getting water down was a struggle and some days were only saltines and ginger ale and other days were just organic peanut butter cereal puffs four times a day with almond milk and keeping a prenatal down was a complete and utter joke I have actually thrown up a lot less this pregnancy than I did with my boys, but this time around has been a lot harder on me physically and mentally. As I was so used to feeling good before I got pregnant, I had come so far with my health and I had achieved a whole new level of performance, stamina, comfort, and happiness within my body. And I spent pretty much no time each day thinking about what I was going to eat or not going to eat or what I felt like and I mean I pretty much knew what was going to happen every day from the moment that I got up and with all of this morning sickness which is a BS title by the way you can feel sick all the time or any time things have gotten further and further off of the rails and I found myself hating how I was feeling not only because you know I'm flipping nauseous all the time but also I felt out of control and that was worse and I want to stress that I wasn't feeling a kind of um, I need to count calories, oh no, I'm going to get fat again and I won't be able to lose the weight, like not that kind of out of control as I have felt in other different um, high stress times in my life, but it was really more of a I literally have never felt this shitty mentally, emotionally, and physically before, especially or at least not for a very long time and I hate it. That being said, now I've, I've started to find a better balance. I am 23 weeks in and my diet isn't ideal yet. However, my supplement game is finally like on point. Um, so there's that at least. So from all of the simple carbs I've been consuming because people who love me want to help and bring me more cereal and carrot cake muffins. <laughs> so even though <clears throat> I was not eating enough because i was eating the wrong things i've still gained 33 pounds this pregnancy so let that be a lesson to you it's eating the wrong foods that will add up to weight not quantity weight gain is so much more complex than simply the amount of food that you're eating you can't cheat out a bad diet so use me as your example um because it's partially a good thing because I know that my babies are getting what they need because they're growing right on par, even though I'm not able to eat, but the fact that I have gained so much weight while very conscious of the fact that I'm under eating just kind of speaks to how over simplistic calories in, calories out, quantity of food in, you know, burn it off, really kind of is. So in short, I am barely halfway <laughs> through this pregnancy. And I have already exceeded all of those hasty weight expectations I mentioned in the beginning of this episode. Whoops-a-days. So maybe that's not been your experience at all with pregnancy. Maybe you're one of those people who's been hungry the entire time. You're growing a tiny human, which means hormone city. You've got a flood of HCG, Progesterone and estrogen swimming around in your body and brain. And it's totally understandable that these changes could also affect other important hormones and even snowball into things like your leptin and ghrelin hormones. Leptin and ghrelin are the biggest players in your body's hunger and satiety signals firing or not firing. It's typical to experience an uptick in hunger in your second trimester, and your OB will even tell you that. But if you're one of those lucky ladies, you may have experienced an uptick in hunger right from the get-go so what do you do well first of all don't panic depending on your specific medical conditions during your pregnancy unless you already fall into the category of quote-unquote morbidly obese again you know I hate those labels for you but in this scenario we're just kind of using it as a loose navigation system if you are Another way to say it, significantly overweight. When your pregnancy begins, don't sweat it too hard. Your doctor will hem and haw, but that's just their job. You just need to keep track of your blood pressure, take note of your energy levels, stay hydrated, and keep track of any spotting that you may experience. Which, by the way, is what a woman of any size needs to watch out for while pregnant. You just might want to be more diligent, just in case, but you'll be okay. If you cave into all of your cravings, you might end up in a bad spot, but again, any woman of any size or age who overindulged like that would also end up in a bad spot, right? There's no need to single you out. As a way to deal with this, if you're looking for foods that will help fill you up or nutrient dense and are really hard to eat in excess, this is not going to be the popular answer, but I wholeheartedly suggest meat or other animal proteins. And I know, I know that's not the popular answer in the time and culture that we live in, but think about it. How hard is it to annihilate a family-sized box of Pop-Tarts, even if they're the special, like, gourmet, vegan ones? Don't lie to me or yourself. I've done it. It's ridiculously easy to do, especially if you're upset or hormonal, which hello is the definition of pregnancy, let alone the fact that you are growing arteries, skin and endocrine system, lungs and everything else inside your torso. There's clearly a lot going on. We all can put away a family size box of Pop-Tarts any day of the week. It's a highly palatable food is designed to be that way. On the other hand, when was the last time you ate an entire 12-ounce ribeye, let's say, and thought, you know what? I could do dessert. I mean, probably never. You might pack some dessert, I mean, in there on top of it, despite being full, but that's a whole other issue that has nothing to do with satiety, right? To be clear, organ meats are actually the most nutrient-dense, but if you can't choke those down, don't worry, I can't either. You can do um something like a ribeye steak that has a super sad has been actually like really satisfying for me during this pregnancy. I've been craving meat, and with a grass fed ribeye, the ratio of protein to fat is actually pretty perfect. It's great, but if that's not your thing, you can do eggs, fish, bacon, any kind of roast, venison, even chicken, or if just the thought of eating meat makes you feel gross right now. Adding a beef or marine-based collagen powder that's well-sourced to a shake or they have great ones now that dissolve really well in pretty much anything added to what you're eating just to help you get all of those nutrients that you need, help you feel that satiety and help you not accidentally go overboard. Keeping your roasted veggies and your broccoli salad and you can feast without feeling guilty. So... I'd also suggest that you stay away from the scale in either of these scenarios, unless and until you're at the doctor's office. Any extra weight that you put on during this time, you can get rid of. You know how, and if you don't, you know exactly who to DM for help. Hint, hint. It is me. (laughs) So statistically speaking, there are actually very few risks in gaining a little extra weight while pregnant. It's just annoying, but there is a risk of premature labor and delivery if you don't gain enough weight. So if you can keep yourself somewhere between the buoys of constantly weighing and having anxiety during your pregnancy, um, whether you feel like you're starving all the time or setting up your camp next to the porcelain throne like I did, Then the other side of the spectrum where you're using the quote unquote, eat for two to mentally validate hogging out at your local Dairy Queen or McDonald's, you keep it somewhere in the middle and you will be just fine. I'm telling you, it'll all work out okay. You do the best you can, you keep yourself low stress, and don't let your mother-in-law, the nurse having a bad day at the OB, your well-meaning but filter-free partner or the dance mom in your yoga class make you feel like it's your job to track your weight right now or watch your size you've got a lot that you need to be paying attention to already and that you are already paying attention to even if you don't need to especially if it's your first pregnancy so how much your feet and face are swelling which by the way, just a lovely pregnancy system or symptom, It's, it's not actually fat, don't freak out But what your new maternity size is or how badly your diastasis is getting is actually not your job. Remind anyone who gets sassy that you're happy to tag them in and switch places anytime they think they can do this better than you. You'd love to kick back and have a cocktail while being able to see past your navel. Anyone who's not willing to volunteer can just shut it down. That brings me to myth number two. You'll glow while your hair grows thicker and your nails get stronger. Yeah, so this one happens less often than you think. While it's true that with the onset of hormones plus the nutrient-dense prenatal that you're taking, you could experience increased hair growth and health. For me personally, my hair has fallen out both pregnancies. It was awful with the boys, and I've told the story a couple of times, there was chlorine involved, which played a huge role as I was a swim instructor at the time, but Even this time around, despite the extra collagen, the organ complex, the prenatal vitamin, the DHA, and more that I take to try and somewhat make up for the gaps in my ability to eat real food, my beautiful strands are still falling out. It's a far less common symptoms, but with your hormones so out of whack, you can actually grow hair in places you've never seen before. Some women experience some facial hair growth even during pregnancy, which is really incredibly, super ridiculously not fair, is it? So if you're one of those women, you are definitely not alone. Don't be embarrassed. Don't Google it. That will just take you down a terrible road. Just know that it happens because of your hormones. It'll go away either as your pregnancy continues or after you have your baby. And then this whole glowing thing, right? My skin was actually acne laden the first trimester. It was a hot mess. And even though it's calmed down a little now and my nails are actually growing faster, but they're definitely not growing stronger. Some women do glow. They really do. Some women love being pregnant. Some women have these gorgeous bumps that are stunningly round and just grow forward from their bodies, Me, my bump is growing forward and up (laughs) and it came with a muffin top and not all of the loose skin from my first pregnancy is being filled up with this one. It's kind of ridiculously unfair. I look like I should be having a baby in July, not October. And there's still loose skin at the bottom of my bump. It's, it's like um, you're driving your Nana to the mall and you have her handicap sticker thinking to yourself, okay, this is going to be the one time in my life that I can park in the handicapped spot. It's prime real estate. And then Nana decides that she wants you to park on the other side of the parking lot after you drop her off because she's convinced that if you park too close, someone will ding her car door. Does, not, does, does that not paint a valid enough picture? <laughs> Vivid, right? I mean, this is real estate on my body that will literally not be able to be utilized at any other point in my adult life. And these babies refuse to take it up. Instead, they go farther north and further exacerbate my diastasis recti. Super cool. Um, just to further add insult to injury, actually, at 19 weeks... I could see my babies moving in my belly if they were in that like three inch strip from probably the bottom of my rib cage all the way down my bump because there are no abdominal muscles to be found. It's, it is just tissue paper in that part of my torso. So while it's cool to be able to see my littles in there, a little terrified of what we're going to be dealing with once the dust settles on this. So if you're perusing Instagram or notice that the women in your prenatal yoga class somehow still manage to look like goddesses in training, they are the minority, honestly. Also think about it like this. I know if I were going, even when I'm going to an OB appointment, I understand that it might be the only real social interaction that I have for the month where I know I'm actually going to have to talk to humans, like for sure. So I try a little harder. If I were going to a prenatal yoga class with a bunch of baby mother goddesses, I would try a little harder. So I do look like a bridge troll about 99% of the time. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if most of those women that you're intimidated by do too. So don't compare your worst days to someone else's best photo ready days. Don't indulge your hormones or the nagging little voice in your head and allow them to put you down because whomever at hashtag mom life is the best life tricked you into thinking that pregnancy should look like a casual maternity shoot every day. That is not a real thing and to cut to the core of the issue, it does not mean that they are growing healthier babies. It does not mean that they are better mothers or that they will be better mothers than you. It also does not mean that they are more deserving of motherhood or that you should be doing whatever it is that they're doing, because let's be real, 80% of women on social media are trying to sell the rest of us something, even if it's part-time. Well-meaning or not, your pregnancy is your experience, and it can look like, hey, it hasn't showered in three weeks, and you get to not be thrilled about that. I'm not. But gratitude and happiness do not look like ignoring the parts of blessings and gifts that actually suck. It's acknowledging that those parts suck and still being able to be happy that your life is going where it's going. I think we all kind of forget that part sometimes. You don't have to invent a whole new experience other than the one that you are going through. Slap on a smile and say that you're so blessed all while you're hoping no one can smell your puke breath just so that you can feel like you actually are deeply grateful. You get to have both. So to put a very fine point on this conversation, some other symptoms that you can experience that are the opposite of quote-unquote glow are serious constipation, gas from both ends, (laughs) extra mucusy nose and throat, uncontrollable excess saliva, aka drooling, lots of discharge, if y'all know what I mean, peeing a little every time you sneeze, and your vagina actually growing. All of that, that I'm guessing nobody told you because absolutely nobody told me, All those things are normal, so to speak, and don't require medical, any kind of intervention. Although, of course, you can and you should talk to your doctor anytime your body is doing stuff that makes you freak out or causes you pain. So with all of that going on (laughs) for so many women, it's no surprise that most of us don't feel like we're glowing. And yet most of us feel like we're doing pregnancy wrong or maybe we shouldn't say anything if we're getting any of these symptoms. And it's complete and utter malarkey. Again, don't compare somebody's Instagram role to what your day-to-day life is. Because I guarantee you that's not what their life looks like either. If anything is bugging you, worrying you, keeping you up at night or making you stress out, go talk to your doctor about it. I guarantee someone else has come to them with this problem before. I genuinely don't care what it is. So be brave, get yourself help if you need it, and don't be ashamed of a single thing that's going on with your body during this time, especially if it's something that doesn't exactly make you feel like some earthy Venus rising from the sea, okay? Just to be abundantly clear. Myth number three is that you need to do something like take maternity photos or have a baby shower, a gender reveal party, etc to not only keep up with the Joneses, but to show that you're actually excited to be a mom. So I talk a lot about social media because besides your friends and the people in your media circle, like your family and your significant other, social media is a huge influence on you and how you feel about yourself. Do you need a maternity photo shoot? No, absolutely not. But I will say, and I've kind of flip-flop on this back and forth when I've talked about it before, If you're someone who's had a difficult pregnancy or if you are someone who has really, really struggled with your sense of identity, how you feel about how you look or what this new role in your life is going to be, I honestly would suggest saving the money, biting the bullet and getting a good photographer to do a photo shoot for you. Right, you deserve to feel beautiful for a couple of hours, at, you know, at least. Right, you deserve to have this memory where you felt like you were all the things that you wanted to be when you thought about being pregnant when you were a little girl. So I know that I'm saying this as someone who has pictures of taken me from of me from time to time. I mean, I just did like headshots this afternoon. But if it's not your thing, don't waste your money. However. There's usually someone locally. I know that there is a couple of moms, even in my teeny tiny hometown, who do beautiful photography work, who don't cost an arm and a leg, and you don't have to do an elaborate 12 locations, six, you know, wardrobe change, (laughs) massive maternity shoot to feel beautiful. You can do a mini session that's less expensive make sure you get your hair and makeup done by either yourself or somebody who knows how you can call in a favor and just have a couple of good hours. Even if it's just one good hour with one beautiful picture that makes you feel like this journey into motherhood isn't complete, you know, troll bridge material for lack of a better word. And I know that I'm using that because that's how I have felt most of this pregnancy. It's worth the little bit of money that you spend right? Don't skip on the photographer. If you have to skimp on anything, skimp on like wardrobe and location or whatever. But a great photographer can make you look enchanting with very little outside influence, right? That's their job. That's their skill. And if, I mean, if you think maybe you want to just go for it, like don't even question it, figure out a way to make it happen and make it happen. I I seriously don't think that you'll regret it. Now with baby showers. Baby showers are tricky because they are super helpful when it comes to locking down the stuff that you need for your baby and even stuff that you don't even realize that you need, especially if you're going to be a first time mom. But they can also be really anxiety inducing if you're someone who doesn't enjoy being the center of attention. If you do decide to go forward with a baby shower while still having some sort of like anxiety or nervousness about it, you're not completely sold on the idea, just ask for help. Ask somebody in your circle to take the helm on this, but remember that it's about you and your baby. There's going to be somebody somewhere, whether it's a cousin's sister or, you know, a friend outside of your immediate circle who's going to be more than willing to plan a super cute party for you but remember that your baby shower is about you and your baby. I'm going to I'm going to tell you a story I haven't told y'all before. My baby shower with my boys, the one that I had um with their dad's family. I actually planned absolutely no aspect of it. None. I hadn't known my family on that side for very long any Particularly zealous, now ex-mother-in-law, kind of told me what the theme was going to be, told me what time, what day it was going to be, told me when I needed to be there, told me what I was going to do, and that was kind of the end of it. And at that point in my motherhood journey, I was not the bear of a human being that I am now, so I just rolled with it to keep the peace. But looking back, I know that I had a lot of feelings of wanting friends of mine to be involved in this in some way. And not all of my friends were that far away from where this particular shower was held. And I probably could have spoken up and gotten some things changed or spoken up and gotten some people there that I knew better and longer and were friends of mine on top of the family that was there, which having the family there was a really it was a wonderful moment. I liked getting to know my family and the boy's family now, but it just could have gone so differently if I had spoken up and advocated for myself and what I wanted. And if it's not your cup of tea, just like the maternity shoot stuff, just don't do it. Figure out a way around it. It's your life. It's your baby. It's your pregnancy. You do what you want. So the gender reveal party can be a lot of fun. It can be a great reason to get people that you love together and again, celebrate your baby. This isn't something that's particularly up my alley, but I'm not judging it. I I revealed, did my own kind of reveal for the genders of the babies that I'm carrying right now in my own way. I released a cute little picture, had some onesies on it and some t-shirts for my big boys. I thought it was adorable. It was a nice way to put it out there. Um, because we, we wanted to put it out there. It wasn't anything that I was keeping a secret and I definitely didn't have the capacity to wait and be surprised when they were born. (laughs) So while it's not for me, again, it can be super, super fun and don't let anybody make you feel like maybe this is frivolous or ridiculous or too much or extra, Because anyone who's going to rain on your parade about celebrating your baby is jealous in some capacity. I just, I guarantee you, even if they can't see see that that's how they're behaving, they're just a little bit jealous. So if you want to have a gender reveal party, just do it. Don't let anybody tell you not to, right? And also on the flip side of that, don't let anyone make you feel like you need to have a gender reveal party. Anyone who's pushing you into these celebrations, When it's very clear that you're uncomfortable with them, may not have the purest of intentions. Again, remember my shower story? That wasn't about me. And that's okay. It ended up being a really great time. But make sure that whoever you're getting advice from or listening to or trying to please, you're trying to please yourself first in all of these situations. Because in the end, you have nothing to prove to anyone, Right? There is no amount of beautiful pictures, elaborate parties, likes on Instagram that is going to make you more ready for motherhood or make you look like you have earned your motherhood or whatever insecurity your hormones are whispering in your ear. If you want to use the season to go all out in your honor, seriously, sister, you do you. That's awesome. But again, if that's not who you are, it isn't suddenly going to be you. Or make you more excited about your baby, or babies, <laughs> if you're like me and apparently you only have children in litters. I'm I'm kidding. I'm completely blessed. But now that we've pulled the veneer right off of this whole pregnancy thing, hopefully you either feel better about the symptoms that you've experienced or you're grateful for the lack of experience that you've had with symptoms. I know women who have gone through entire pregnancies and maybe felt nauseous one time, and then the, the whole rest of their pregnancy was just, they got a bump. And I'm envious of those women. One of those women is my best friend. That's cool. I was so excited to be able to walk her through her symptoms of pregnancy, and she never had a flip in one. So that was fun. That's, again, when you have plans, you'll hear God laugh at you. But anyway, if, if you haven't had children yet, please don't let any of this scare you. I just want you to know what could possibly happen so that you don't feel like some sort of freak of nature, right? Although if you've never had kids, you probably didn't listen to this episode. But if you didn't want kids, again, you probably didn't listen to this whole episode. But hopefully we just validated your choice for you today and made you feel even more conviction about not having kids. I think that there is a bravery and an honesty and a gumption that I truly am blown away by and admire in women who know themselves well enough to know that not having children is the absolute right choice for them I think it's badass as hell so the bottom line here anything and everything can happen when you're pregnant and unless it's risky for your health or the health of your baby it all really doesn't matter or mean anything in the end it's not a sign or foreshadowing it's not an omen you're not a freak of nature it's just your body trying to figure out how to grow a teeny tiny human it's awesome and it's crappy and that doesn't mean that you're ungrateful it just means that you are human and you're having an honest experience with what's happening to your body so enjoy what you can be excited to get through what you can and once you have that little baby in your arms and out of your person (laughs) All of these things that happen during your pregnancy are just going to be one big, hilarious story that you tell strangers on the internet in a podcast. (laughs) It's not going to amount to anything because your prize has arrived. So that's all I've got for you today, guys. I hope that this was entertaining, if nothing else. And in the meantime, love yourself, love your tribe, and find your glow wherever you can. You can find me on Instagram I was told Jack like review share comment all of the things if this episode moved you to do so and I will talk to you next time I love you bye